0: All right, welcome, 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 everybody. Another episode of the Waiver Wire podcast presented by FanDuel. I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but week nine was by far My favorite week in fantasy, in the NFL. Uh, Yeah, joining me every week is my co-host, Jennifer Piacenti. Jen, I I can't even speak that's how excited I am about what went on this week.
1: I I am so excited about this week, too. So much fun stuff. A couple little bummers, but mostly all good stuff. And the fact that you said this is your favorite week and you had Rex Burkhead for the three-touchdown game, uh, that's speaking volumes. So I can't wait to do this pod.
0: Yeah, it definitely was my favorite fantasy week, and it definitely was my favorite NFL week. I mean, first thing, the Giants won, and maybe I shouldn't be rooting for that, but it really now, I'm infuriated by one thing. We are an Evan Ingram drop away, because that would have beaten the Eagles, so we'd be 1-0 in the head-to-head from being a half a game out of first place with a still matchup against the Eagles we would be two and O against the Redskins. We get to face the Cowboys without Dak. Although you may have a quarterback now, it looks like yeah, I, I yeah. So, but it was a great win and we'll talk more about that. And then fantasy, I am poised to go three and O in seasonal. And I did very well in FanDuel across the board. And in our waiver wire league, I did. Okay. I, it didn't pan out for me, uh, Although I look up at the scoreboard and I see some name, Pizza Piacenti, I see something and, I'm, and I look at Pizza the lineup Chenty. and I see Deshaun, I see Will Fuller, I see Cooks. I'm like, oh, this is a, a, a Piacenti lineup. This is Jen for sure. We talked about it. And I text you and it wasn't you. Who was it?
1: It was my dad. <laughs> I was so proud. It was almost like you wheeled it into happening because you asked on our last pod, like, what if your dad won? And I said, I would be proud. And it was funny. My dad was number one and I was number three, but don't worry. 10 minutes later, I was number one and I promptly sent him the screenshot to prove I was superior because he needed to know that. Yeah. The, didn't the, win the contest though.
0: The Piacentis were locked cool. in this week. Um, <laughs> I don't think you're going to pull out a victory, right? But you had no. a very strong performance.
1: I actually want to talk about that for a second. I I really thought I might be able to pull out a victory. But I did something that we talk about doing. Jerry, I tinkered.
0: You tinkered. I tinkered too. I tinkered. We were tinkerbells.
1: I tinkered. And had I not tinkered, I... I could have won this because you remember the lineup I read to you on Thursday? I do.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, Who did you swap? Who did you tinkerbell out of your this lineup? This is who I
1: tinkerbelled out. I took out Terry McLaurin. Oh. And I put in Stefan Diggs. Uh. Not the worst, but definitely took a hit. Then I took out Eric Ebron and I put in Logan Thomas in order to afford Stefan Diggs. So Oof. had I put those two guys in, it would be a different story. Still ended in the money, but I I actually had that lineup, the pre tinker lineup. I went ahead and put in another contest, um, and that one made me some money. So
0: yeah, I destroyed it. In I've been I do head to heads. Everybody knows this. I've spoken about this. I love the one p.m. only head to heads because then if you say have like a huge lead and you know you're a lock to win that head to head, you could then chase that with a four p.m. only. Head to head so you know if you're hot that day you could do really really well, which I did and I won both head to heads yes. but um and it was Terry McLaren who did it for me in the first one I was kind of down the whole day and then I guess you could say he's sort of becoming like king of the garbage time points in a way like totally
1: it's totally they're
0: empty calories for the result of the game for the most part although Washington did almost win that game mm-hmm. but yeah, he just puts up points in bunches in our waiver wired I also like you uh tinkered you tinkered and i took out christian kirk
1: oh no you did because i kept thinking why isn't jerry up here he has christian kirk oh dang it the
0: very guy uh. i've been bragging about i don't i, I replaced yeah, him with chase boy. claypool
1: okay it's only so like an eight, eight or nine why. point
0: difference um and i don't even know why i did that it, all in all the only thing i did right with the waiver wire contest, and I reposted the audio from our pod last week. I pinned the Josh Allen thing from a mile away. You
1: totally did. I, yeah, and I, did. I,
0: re, I reposted that audio, and obviously I framed it as MVP showdown. He is not gonna be the MVP, and Russ still has a lead. But man, Patrick Mahomes is coming on strong.
1: I'll tell you who's coming on strong. Kyler freaking Murray. Did yeah. You see this game. Did you see the fantasy points? Kyler Murray put up there. He's got to be number one in fantasy points for the day. Right. Um, I mean, it ridiculous. I mean, I don't it know. It, it could have been him. It might've been Dalvin system. System.
0: cook again.
1: Oh my God. Dalvin cook.
0: Yeah. I'd he's cooking. Dalvin
1: cook. oh, he's
0: yeah. Cooking I just, again. it would have been nice if Kyler would have won that game. And we're going to talk, we're going to do our typical, uh, bounce around the league. I do have to give shout outs to the NFL, the 4 PM Eastern games. Finally. Sometimes we're stuck with those games. We watch a lot of Charger games. Okay. Sometimes we're stuck with the one or two games and it's like, uh, this was by far the best trifecta 4 PM lineup. That Steelers Cowboys game. And you're wearing a Cowboys shirt, Jersey thing. Kind of like, yeah. Jersey. And we talked off the air before we started. Jen is very proud of the, of the Cowboys. Like now we're seeing Cowboy <laughs> fans go for moral victories. It's kind of amazing. Yeah. Uh, that game was out saying the Cardinals Dolphins game was the bet to me was the most entertaining game of the day. I was locked on that game. Tua did some really, really good things and showed us the flashes that we need to see to believe that he's mm-hmm. gonna be a good quarterback. That defense is still there. And mm-hmm. Kyler Murray is frightening if you are playing beast. I've, him in fantasy. Has
1: he taken over as the number one rushing touch? Uh, quarterback in the league. I bet he has after today. Oh, he has look to look up the numbers. He has, he has, to, has to, be to be
0: past Lamar at this point. Um, if oh, not, yeah. he will be because he's just starting to rush the ball more. I don't know if it's by design or by the pockets breaking down, but no one, I, I don't, not since Michael Vick, and definitely more explosive than Michael Vick, a word I never thought I would say. When he turns a corner, it's like, see you later. It, he just turns into a different person. To think that an athlete like this could have been playing baseball and I'm not trying to like take a crap on baseball athletes, very athletic guys, but I, I watch baseball players. I don't know if I ever see anyone with like the, the attributes that Kyler Murray has, not since like Bo Jackson.
1: I think that's the thing about Kyler Murray. I think first of all, he's really, really smart and cerebral. And that's part of why he's such a good quarterback. But the fact that he also could play another sport at a pro level, I mean, that's a consummate athlete that's someone that's smart and athletic in every way i mean i would love to see what he would be like playing baseball i think he made the right choice going into the nfl but here's the thing when he's done with the nfl he could still have time to play baseball
0: that would be great to see like the whole like all right kyle murray retires say from the nfl at 36 maybe he got a ring made a bunch of money did everything and then like finishes out goes from 36 to 42 as a baseball player that's mm-hmm. that's like a nice modern version of dion and bo that would be pretty cool uh, so cool and then that look the, the charger raider game i my hat is off to the raiders oh, because oh. they are a good football team and they are also fun to watch with the exception of the terrible weather game last week against the browns that right. wasn't very fun but agalor with his one touchdown per week and Carr is like hitting 70, 75% completion percentages. And no. Justin Herbert, is there a bet? I mean, is there a better quarterback who cannot win a game in the NFL it's than Justin so, Herbert?
1: It's so frustrating. My heart was breaking watching them. They were so sure that he caught the pass. And then, no, I mean, then Mike Williams, we saw Mike Williams get injured <clears throat> right there at the end too, which was also heartbreaking. And you just see this, ju- Justin Herbert should be winning. Like it's, ridiculous he's so good but i don't know i guess hopefully it will just make him a better and better player he's got to learn to really i guess lock it in yeah
0: okay so we're going to bounce around the league and then i want to talk i want to talk about these rookies a little deeper and a uh, couple of surprises even a surprise rookie for me that i saw that i really liked what i saw today and then i want to kind of just go through who's kind of the top 5 in position and rankings by like standard ppr leagues and the other thing I figured out, and I tweeted this, here's a here's a hot take. If okay. you're CBS, I guess it's CBS, right? Yeah, because Jim Jim Nance, wouldn't you try to get Tony Romo to call like one day or a half a day of the Masters with Jim Nance? Like, why wouldn't you? Wouldn't you want to see him calling Brooks Kepa, Kepka getting up to the tee box, ready to try to drive a 390-yard green? I don't know. If you're listening, get Tony Romo a seat to call. He loves golf. <laughs> He's he's a scratch golfer, a, a better than a scratch golfer. He he's like tried out for the US Open a couple of times. Get him a seat, give him a mic, let him call three hours of golf. He deserves it. The guy is a revelation behind the mic. I love it. And I was not a Romo fan on the field.
1: I love it. I love that you're that this is the angle what you're going for today. I mean, it's almost like you're almost being nice to cowboys. I,
0: I, I can only imagine what it must be like for Cowboy fans because every Cowboy, he was like 100% approval, right? For the most part with the a lot of frustrating- With Cowboy fans? No? Was it always get oh, out no. of town? I don't many, know. I feel like Cowboy yeah. fans always defend him.
1: Many, many Cowboys fans did not like Tony Romo. He was not liked like Troy Aikman was.
0: Well, he is a, he is a wizard in the booth. Like listening to those last few plays and listen, it just was emotional for a lot of Cowboy fans, I'm sure. Uh, Okay. Should we bounce around the NFL? Let's do it. All yeah. Right, let me pull this up here. Pull up my notes because it just was it just was a wild one. I don't even know where to start. Like, I, we're going to start with the Broncos Falcons. And that's even a oh. game that like on paper kind of looked like, eh, all right, this, this should be interesting. Locke did not look like the swag- swagadelic quarterback from last week. He was having a horrible game and then kind of caught fire in the fourth quarter, even showed a little mobility, rushed for 47 and the TD. Matt Matt Ryan was throwing dimes today. Got to give him that. And Broncos have a decent defense. What did you think about the two quarterbacks in this game?
1: I thought they both looked good. I thought it would be so nice if, like, Matt Ryan could go to San Francisco next year and actually have a chance to win a Super Bowl something like that because Matt Ryan's too good not to ever have been really in a position where he could win. I mean, I guess the Falcons had that chance a few years ago, but didn't work out. Um, And it looks to me like San Francisco might need a QB. So I'd love to see something like that for him. Drew Locke really fun. If you look at his fantasy points so many and we talked about him on the pod on Thursday. He did this last week too. second half. He turned it on three touchdowns 250 yards. This This even better, two passing touchdowns, 313 passing yards, and then that rushing touchdown with those extra 47 yards. And when it comes to fantasy, uh, mobile quarterbacks, that's where you really rack up the points. That's a lot of value. So I had said in a video I submitted out on Fantasy Alarm earlier this week that the price for Drew Locke on FanDuel was ridiculous. He was so inexpensive, and Jerry Judy was too, and I thought people should stack them. Thank goodness that paid off. You and I both have been saying we're waiting for the Jerry Judy breakout game. It took a long time. I was watching this game and I was like, he's not even competing with Noah Fant. What's happening? What's up with Jerry Judy? And then it rained.
0: Uh, Let me just say in my seasonal, I had to plug and play for Kenny Galladay, unfortunately. And I, I just didn't really have a whole lot of flexibility. I've, I've had Judy on the roster. I drafted Jerry Judy. So I feel like that was the game we were waiting for. Look, if you're a Bronco fan and a fantasy owner who likes any of these players, they're now live, okay? It, mm-hmm. it, not, like, no one really worth drafting. Melvin Gordon's had a weird year. Lindsay's certainly filled in nicely, but it's been weird. I think it's safe now. You could be looking at Hamler, Patrick, Judy. All these guys are now ready to fill in on bye weeks and injury replacements. And with the right matchup, like against Atlanta, Mm -hmm. you really can be starting him in deep leagues, a third wide receiver, flex, and I'd maybe worry about the running backs a little bit. But yeah, I'm liking If You got to be excited if you're Denver and you really just got to hope that Drew Locke continues to develop, okay? And he is your quarterback of the future because everything else is rounding into shape defensively, offensively, it's really going to come down to the quarterback position for the future.
1: And imagine once they get Cortland Sutton back next year. We forgot about Sutton. Right? I,
0: I forgot about <sighs> Sutton, who this was a is stud. a good...
1: Exactly. You get that Noah Fant now. I mean, obviously, he left, banged up his ankle. That seems to be an issue for him. But keep him healthy. You got Tim Patrick, Deshaun Hamilton, Hamler. G- I mean, this team is a rock and roll team and they're young. And we talked about this, I think, last Sunday. I think that... This is next year. This team's going to be formidable.
0: Yeah. And I, no one had as much like Noah Fant stock as me as from the beginning of the year. I've been singing his praises. I started him in FanDuel this week. And I think now it's a stay away only just because he's clearly not healthy. I mean, like third play of the game, he had a 33 yard pass and then got up and went right for the ankle and walked off and no. was questionable. So, and he did return and gutted it out. But I, I think he's a sit now. He still may. You know, you may sit him and he may put up 15 points one week because he's that he's that good, but it's just too risky. Fortunately, it didn't come back to bite me that bad. But yeah, that was scary. Uh, as far as Atlanta goes, like I said, Ryan was throwing dimes. I really, like, I saw the late Ridley scratch. I sort of made a big Russell Gage play. Did not work out. Matt Ryan was essentially hitting everybody else, but Russell Gage, Russell right. Gage only. I mean, did have six targets, two catches for 11. Everyone else essentially... Filled it up for the Falcons, so that was a bad play. I don't know why he either he just wasn't getting open or was just it wasn't his day. Yeah, yeah, not and and I mean, Gurley has been fine. He's doing, you know, he's doing girly things. He's he's fine. It's all good.
1: He's fine. Yeah, but, and uh, I don't think they expected much more from Gurley no. than what he's doing because this this is an air offense. They have Julio. They normally have Calvin Ridley, but. We were talking about this this morning on the live stream. They can win without Calvin Ridley. Yeah. And they can win without Julio Jones if they need to because they have that much talent. Um, they just need to be dialed in. And like you said, if Matt Ryan is throwing dimes, we're all good to go.
0: Let's, let's move on to Buffalo because this was a game I, like I said earlier, featured Josh Allen heavily. I just felt that he was going to have a good game. I didn't think Russ was not going to have a good game. I mean, his numbers ended up being... Fine, not very Russell Wilson-esque. Bottom line is, I don't know when we all decided that Buffalo was a bad team. That's all I heard all week from a lot of people who, you know, were just previewing the game or talking about betting the game. Like, I'm not saying I was on a radio show uh earlier on in the week, my buddy Brandon Tierney, and he's throwing out some teams saying, just tell me if you, yes or no, can they still make a Super Bowl run? First team he threw at me was the Bills. And I said, yes. And then he chastised me because he thought I was crazy. And I said, look, I get it. It's been a rough couple of weeks, but look at the overall package. I'm not saying that they have the inside track on the Chiefs, but to me, I think the Buffalo Bills are the third best team in the AFC.
1: Yeah, I think they are too. They're really good. Just because Josh... Allen had a few down games doesn't mean they're out of it. And I think they showed today they're still fighting. They're still a really good team. People get swayed too much by the last thing they saw. Yeah. The backfield
0: is a little bit concerning. Zach Moss is definitely now like the officially goal line back. Devin Singletary was pretty much just the receiving back. We thought that might have been what ended up happening, but even Zach. Zach Morris, um, Zach Moss, Zach Morris. <laughs> That's what we calling. Him. <laughs> Zach Moss ended up with two catches for 30 yards, but just it, the Buffalo is not a running team. That's just the bottom line. Like Josh Allen will run, but they're just not a running team. Now you look at these receivers. John Brown was big today. Beasley made some plays, and Stefan Diggs. We talked about that was my player of the week to watch. Still with another 12 targets, he didn't get in the end zone, unfortunately. Allen was throwing touchdowns to everyone else, but Diggs nine for 118. I can't wait to hear where you think he ranks amongst fantasy wideouts right now. But great game by the Bills. The Bills are a good team. Flip over to Seattle. They had one good defensive game. And everybody wanted to say, okay, Seattle's figuring it out now. On defense, they're figuring it out. Look, that's not going to be what the Seahawks win. The Seahawks are going to win by Russell Wilson, carrying them and having maybe an opportunistic defense. They need Carson back. That's no longer like do. sustainable without Carson. But yeah, I it's think they just, do
1: need Carson back.
0: Yeah. More of the same, no real fantasy surprises. I had a lot of, uh, DJ Dallas plays mm-hmm. all over the places because the price was really right. And he had a mm-hmm. fine game. It wasn't a, wasn't like a terrible game. Wasn't very good. Homer did nothing really with his six carries, but, um, yeah, no surprises on Seattle, just a bad game for the Seahawks.
1: Yeah, not one of their best, for sure. Russell Wilson, though, still putting up good fantasy points for you with 390 yards, you know, a rushing touchdown. Again, any quarterback that's mobile like that, they're more valuable. But you look over at Josh Allen, and Josh Allen did the same thing, but three touchdowns and 415 yards. So I think the issue with Josh Allen, and we even saw this in the postseason last year, it's just that he can be really good, and then all of a sudden it's like he spaces out. Like, yeah, he, he could just be inconsistent he'll just space out and be terrible. I, I think it's just that veteran presence of doing this all the time, because this was a down game for Russ Wilson and this is what he did. And that's where Josh Allen needs to be. And I, I think he's going to grow into that. I think he'll get better and better. He came out at the beginning of the year and we thought, Oh, okay. He's turned the corner, but he's still just showing that he's a young quarterback. And, but I think ultimately like the future of this franchise is really exciting.
0: Yeah, I don't know. all of a sudden the Bills were a bad team, and uh, everyone kind of turned on them. But maybe this will right the ship for them. I, we do not need to spend a lot of time on this game. Bears Titans. That was probably the least enjoyable Bleh. game to watch. The just went blah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what? I, Foles, sure, fine. Tannehill, sure, fine. Derrick Henry just didn't no explosiveness. AJ Brown. Uh, what can you say guy's a fantasy stud. If you're not starting mm-hmm. him now, you must have really amazing receivers. I, I, and then look, Alan Robinson, I give the guy a ton of credit. There's not a lot How going he does on this
1: without, with no, can, he, there's another guy. So can we please send, because here's Alan Robinson, nine targets, seven catches, 81 yards, but he's not ever working with a good quarterback. These numbers add up, but they add up more if you're working with the quarterback. So can we please send Matt Ryan plus Allen Robinson to San Francisco. Ooh,
0: why on San Francisco? Right? You just think that that's the, the destination that needs it? I mean, a lot of well, teams are going to need a quarterback yeah. after this year, Jen. Why not send <laughs> him to Dallas. Chicago? Why just not send Matt Ryan <laughs> to Chicago?
1: Um, and we keep Allen Robinson just- there. We could do that, but then they've got to do a lot about their run game and about who's planning their scheming because they don't have Kyle Shanahan. They don't have someone smart enough to win. I'm trying to send them a place where they're set up with someone smart enough to win, and Matt Nagy is not that guy.
0: Yeah. Alan Robinson's still making things happen. Although you kind of, you're just looking at him like, God, this guy could literally have such a monster fantasy season. Like even if you go back to his Jacksonville days with, when they didn't have a whole lot going with Blake Bortles, I think it was, yeah. he was putting up monster numbers. Yeah. You know, and it was like Johnny Smith, you know, only made, only had two catches, but got in the end. So they were the two catches successively to kind of go up big night to go up in that game. So, That's it. We don't need to spend much time. There's no surprises there at all. Uh, Okay, let's just move on because that was not a fun game for me. And I think I spent the least time watching that game. And another kind of... All right, this was a fun game to watch because like they're two really good teams. But as far as fantasy, Ravens-Colts,
1: I just... Oh, yeah.
0: The Colts, I could see how it is such a trendy pick for everybody. Fantasy-wise, it's nothing. Like, there's not one player. Philip Rivers Nothing. had a great week. Last week, you know, there's not one player. I'm sorry, not even Jonathan Taylor's trustworthy at this no, point.
1: No, and and, and we, I got a lot of questions you probably did too, Jerry, this week about Jonathan Taylor. And I there were lots of cases, actually most cases, where I got a question where I said, sit Taylor. He did finally get into the end zone today, which is nice after last week when he was the only one who didn't. But, I mean, six carries for 27 yards? Who cares? And Philip Rivers...
0: Ugh. Wilkins just, again with the more with the more touches with the more rushes,
1: but and still for only thirty nine yards. So it's like it's well, nothing going how on. And that exactly.
0: And similar now, you you look over what really hurt me in our waiver wire contest. I had a really good. I know the Colts have a really good defense, and I I they think do. Frank Wright I, really good coach. I just thought that this would be like an old school AFC matchup. And defense is playing well. I thought it'd be a grind out game. I expected Dobbins to have a great game. And yeah, you got 12 rushes, 30 yards. Just just, just this game was a dud. And that's my problem with the Colts, too, even like going forward, as like, can they, you know, get in the playoffs and make some noise? I don't, there's no one that scares me on that team at all offensively. Their defense scares me a little bit. Offensively, no one scares me.
1: They're also not fun to watch. Like, who wants to turn on a Colts game? Maybe because you want to watch Blue the mascot like that—that's the only reason why you're not like, "Oh, I need to watch Philip Rivers connect with Zach Pascal." It's boring.
0: Yeah, and just for the Ravens, it's it's just Lamar. If Lamar, yeah, it, that's the whole offense, and I get it. And they could win like that. Um, but now we're going to go to a much, much uh, more appealing, sexy fantasy game. All right, before we do that, uh, I wanna take a second and talk to you guys about FanDuel. The WaiverWire podcast is proud to be presented by FanDuel Fantasy. Why do you play on FanDuel? I mean, I play for a whole bunch of reasons. Number one, you get to win cash money. Number two, you get to draft a lot, which is one of my favorite things. And each week is a new week if you so choose. FanDuel Fantasy is an easy to use app You pick a new team every game, different and unique contests across sports in relation to your skill level. You compete for cash payouts, as I mentioned earlier, and FanDuel is offering the users the chance to play for free this NFL season. No deposit required.
1: Just sign up and FanDuel will give you a free entry to a contest each week of the football season where you can win real prizes. Plus, for those folks who want to deposit, FanDuel's offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with our 20% deposit match. Go to fanduel.com slash waiverwired or download the FanDuel Fantasy app to play now. FanDuel, more ways to win.
0: Panthers Chiefs, my lord. You know what? For Patrick Mahomes' uh, fantasy owners, you had to love seeing the Panthers get out to like a 10, 17, 3. Because you just yep. know, okay, he's going to no. be throwing the ball no, a it's lot. Coming. I have a big share in Mahomes, and they got down. He did not look good. The whole Chiefs office didn't look good. and I just. It, but I never once, for one second, was worried. Uh, I, he really is making a big push for an MVP bid. And I get it. Like his numbers are now catching up to Russ's and Russ's numbers mm-hmm. are probably a little bit better, but to me, it's just, just obvious. Smidge. It's just obvious. And that's another thing I got. He's the best quarterback in football. He's the league MVP. He's the fantasy MVP. Give it to them all right now. The only thing that'll He's work not the against
1: the MVP yet, Russ Wilson still is.
0: That's only because their team has needed him more. Okay, the Chiefs half the time are cruising and just trying to get out of there safely, and it's boring for them. Okay.
1: Well, I, that's kind of the point of the MVP. You're the most value. They need you more. You're the most valuable. Do you
0: know you Patrick, don't need Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes numbers as much? The-
1: they could still win without Patrick Mahomes with this team. They could win with Matt Ryan. No,
0: let's not let's not get excited. They okay. Could. Because they could. Patrick Mahomes in the last two weeks has thrown for I think nine touchdowns and almost over 800 yards.
1: In two games. And, uh, don't get me wrong. Patrick Mahomes is really good. I'm just saying, if you're talking about literally what most valuable player means, I think Russ Wilson is more valuable to his team by nature of the fact they do need him. Like you said, they have to have him to win. He is most valuable. Patrick Mahomes is very, very valuable. But there have been entire games where Patrick Mahomes like, just was like, eh, I'll just throw a couple touchdowns because the other guys have it. And they have it.
0: I understand how you're looking at it. But here's how I look at it. And it is a regular season award. You're right. So, it's look, Russ is still leading. I'm not saying Mahomes is leading. Russ is still leading for MVP. But the Seahawks need Russ to do MVP stuff to make the playoffs, okay? The Chiefs don't need Mahomes to do that to make the playoffs. You're right. But to win the Super Bowl, they need Mahomes to be an MVP. Look what he did in those playoff games last well, year when they got down the so big. So, like, <laughs> Mahomes is it. I'm sorry. I, and... This is just a bonanza for everyone in fantasy. The bummer is it's just so weird with Hilaire. We talked about it last week a little bit that, like, I don't know where you put him in fantasy right now, even if you could really play him. I had several trade offers for him. I like him. He's a great player. He's a great rookie, but I just don't know where you put him.
1: I like him. If you had a lot of injuries at running back, I would definitely try to acquire him, but... Yeah, and Lev Bell's there now, too, and we don't know if it's ever going to be a running game or a passing game for the Chiefs, so I have him on one team, and some weeks he's really good and some weeks he's not. It's just, it's hard to evaluate him, as you said. I think the really interesting thing about this game was, though, that ever no one was talking about T- Teddy Bridgewater before this game. No I- one was. And yeah. I brought this up to Howard this morning. I was like, I don't understand why people aren't talking about Teddy Bridgewater. Do you really think that Kansas City is going to get up big and Teddy Bridgewater is going to do nothing? No way. He's been fighting the whole season. They've got Christian McCaffrey back. He's going to get plenty of action from Teddy Bridgewater. And then he's going to take some big shots with Samuel and Anderson and DJ Moore, which didn't actually happen. But look at these points Teddy Bridgewater put up. We I think it's time for us to finally admit he's a very, very, Qualified NFL quarterback. Oh,
0: I always listen. I was sneaky jealous of the Panthers coaching hire and Mm -hmm. the acquisition of Bridgewater. I thought those were two great moves in the offseason. And now I think for me, now more, I I always thought Bridgewater was a good quarterback. I never thought he was necessarily a good fantasy quarterback just because, you know, he hasn't been asked really to do that yet, but now he is. Matt rules yeah. asking him to do that. He made some unbelievable plays today.
1: Yeah, so I'm I'm kind of a fan. I have him in a, one league and I had him on my bench and it's because I also had Derek Carr um, and Matt Stafford. I don't know, don't ask why I had, it's a very different. <sighs> um, yeah. And I started Carr. Which was better than Stafford, but not as good as Teddy Bridgewater. And I really wish I'd started started Teddy.
0: And now we could we we didn't get to see a ton of Bridgewater and, and Christian McCaffrey. And now Christian McCaffrey comes back in his first game like he never really left.
1: Uh, he's just there's nobody like him. Like, like he I know made we it look all...
0: easy. He made it look pedestrian. And I, he's still I, 18 <laughs> carries for 69 and a TD, 10 catches for 82 in a TD. He, I, folks, is still your number one fantasy running back particularly in ppr it's not even close at this point i know kamara is great but there's just a little bit more of an explosiveness i don't know he's he came back unbelievable really time to talk about curtis samuel like what a great year all i think everyone in carolina is having a great year Mm -hmm. but he they really do have set plays for samuel that they're going to run five six times a game that are He's either getting the ball or no one's getting the ball. That's so right. You got to like that in fantasy. He's Robbie their gadget Anderson. guy. Yep. Yeah. Robbie Anderson, Mr. Mister, like 12 points a game. Mm-hmm. Like Just pencil him in. He did it again. I love just that. Mr. 12 yeah. points a game. And my boy, Mike Davis, we, we gave you a farewell. And you know what? You still chipped in with a couple of little points just to make us keep you on the roster. But yeah, Carolina now, it's almost must start for almost everyone in that offense.
1: Yeah, pretty much. It's exciting and and good for them. I don't think anybody thought this is how their season would go. It's fun.
0: Lions, Vikings, really no need to spend a ton of time to that. Dalvin Cook (laughs) is just on another planet. We always kind of knew he could be on another planet. He just kept getting hurt, and he even got hurt this year. And when we kind of go through maybe some of these categories, like I think he's pretty much leading everything, and he's missed a bunch of games. He is just – I mean (laughs) – and you really got to give a shout-out to Minnesota's O-line. I mean, Madison had 69 yards on 12 carries, like, as an aside. That's, like, better than most starting running backs at this point.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: And Don I mean, Cook,
1: 206 yeah. yards on the ground, and then 46 through the air. I mean, two touchdowns. He's had six touchdowns in the last two games. I, I paid for him in our auction league. Yes. Yeah rostered him and i thought maybe i overspent i now think that got was got steal of the draft yeah he has just been i have him in a few leagues and he is my mvp
0: uh i should have let you bid on zeke because i would my, my order was uh because i can't bid on barkley because he's a giant it was zeke dalvin cook i think i had edward zolaire like third and then like oh. derrick henry and I should have just let you take the Zeke bait and went in on Dalvin Cook. I'm jealous that you have Dalvin Cook in the auction league. Uh, yeah, like Detroit, I don't know what to say. Like Stafford, that was, you know, I heard the whole story with him, you know, paying like the private plane to, you know, stay quarantined for that. That stuff is all awesome that he did that. And it's just it's just a rough game. Detroit is really all over the map this year. You really do not know which team is gonna, it's show, gonna up, show up. But I really think they're winless without Galladay this year.
1: Yeah, um, I think you're right. I think that's true. I think they're winless without Galladay. They need Kenny Galladay. There's no question about it. It was nice to see Marvin Jones get into the end zone again. I told a lot of people to start him, but still 43 yards, three catches, nothing stellar. Uh, Danny Amendola was good today. He seemed to be the favorite target for Matt Stafford, but again, nothing spectacular. Kenny Galladay, he's the man.
0: Okay, we're gonna get to the a game I really did want to talk about. We talked about it okay. already a little bit, all right. and it's not for all the obvious reasons of why you think I want to talk about it. Giants, Washington. Okay, yes, I'm very happy that the Giants won, or at least I think I'm happy that they won. But fantasy-wise, lot of interesting things going on here. Uh, obviously, too, the awful Kyle Allen, off like that injury is just—it's everything you hate to see in football and in sports, and it sucks. And I hate that that's happened in like two giant games this year now for the most part with quarterbacks. I, I just, you, you hate to see it. My my heart goes out to him. I really hope he's okay and back on the field. He was playing real hard. He was starting to get it going in that game too a little bit. So thoughts with Kyle Allen. Hopefully um, he's just able to recover and uh, get back on the field. Alex Smith came in. Again, gets super nervous every time you see
1: it. Me too. I don't like it.
0: And I, uh. I saw you played the Giants defense in FanDuel. Yes, I've been sneakily riding the Giants defense almost this, from the first time they played Washington, was when I said, you know what? Yeah. This defense is not terrible. They're not, they're okay with the right matchup. Now, kind of look at the Giants defense. Obviously, if they're playing the Chiefs, you're not going to start them, but I know they got like the Browns right. coming up. They get the Eagles again, they get the Cowboys again. Right. might not be a bad thing to really start keeping the Giants defense on your roster.
1: Well, and it's particularly in this matchup, If you look at Washington football team, when they win, they don't win by much. They don't put up a lot of offense. We saw the point total was low in Vegas. And you're right. Giants defense has been pretty good. And I remember saying this on Series XM last week. I said, you know, you'd be surprised. The run defense for the Giants, surprisingly good. People don't realize it. They think the Giants are an easy matchup. And people were like, no, that's not true, Jen. That's not true. And guess what? I had so many people tell me later, you were right. They actually do have a run defense. I'm like, you got to watch the games. Like, you can't just be like, oh, they lose a lot. There's still people there making plays, and their run defense is pretty darn good.
0: Yeah. We spoke about McLaurin earlier. Like, just that guy's a beast and hasn't really had the greatest of quarterbacks to do this with. So, like, you know, you start thinking about Washington. If they start losing a little more, and uh, maybe if the Jets steal a win, if the Giants, like Washington, maybe lands a quarterback with the number one pick and you got McLaurin sitting there, that could be a very interesting matchup. But what I wanted to talk about on the Giants side for a second and props to Evan Ingram for making a great catch. Finally, it happened, caught a touchdown, loved it. Interesting stuff with the run game. Gallman, who I have because I had all the Freeman stuff, more than serviceable at mm-hmm. like a flexy running back position. More than serviceable. Alfred Morris, I'm not saying go out and sign Alfred Morris, start him tomorrow, but if you're in a plug-and-play situation, it's two weeks in a row now he got a good number of carries, his yards per attempt really, really high, and Mm -hmm. it doesn't seem like the Giants are going to get blown out that much this year. They're going to be in some close games. So Mm -hmm. take a look at those backup Giant running backs in deeper leagues. I want to talk about Austin Mack. How did I miss this I didn't know a ton about him. Uh, maybe it's because he was undrafted. I, you know. And I think he was like the third or fourth receiver in, at OSU. And he was behind guys like McLaurin, I think, and Michael Thomas and just didn't get a whole lot of looks. I like what I saw. I, I looked. I, I was looking at his name today and thinking like, oh, are they actually going to get him the ball? There's, like People are saying maybe this guy is going to get some touches. I would heavily monitor the Austin Mack situation and he almost had a touchdown he had like a touchdown pretty much called back essentially so
1: do you think that Austin Mack could be like the Giants Travis Fulgham
0: potentially that's a great comp that is a great comp um we need Danny Dimes to be a little more Carson Wentz-ish for that to happen (laughs) you know like and he's getting there uh you know, less, less mistakes today, which was great. Didn't throw a pick, which was great. And I don't think he fumbled, which is great. I just would heavily monitor the Austin Mac situation. I'm not saying again, draft him, start. I would monitor him for FanDuel. And I would monitor him in deep, deep, deep leagues, depending on the matchup. That's all I, like That's all it. I wanted to say. I
1: like it. Okay.
0: That's all I wanted Effect to say. That play. Very excited. Giants won! Can't believe it! I can't hey. believe I'm happy about a two and seven team. It's incredible. Uh, okay, now we'll go to the. We'll call it like the. It's like the Piacenti ball because both you and your dad had <laughs> so many Texans going. I don't know know what to say. Texans, Jags. I don't even know where to begin. We got to begin with with Jake Jake Luton
1: Luton Luton, Luton? yeah Luton. I, mean, I don't know was... how to say it. Yeah, uh, I, he was good. I think Gardner Minshew may
0: be have out a job. little
1: competition.
0: Yeah. I, competition? He's, he, I think he's definitely I, out of a job this year. How do you not give this kid a well, full look for the remaining games of the year? You know what you got with I, Gardner Minshew. I, right? I don't, he's be, I don't know if
1: he's out of a job. I don't know. For the year. But for the year. It, it, I, this kid needs to, needs to get a chance.
0: That's what I'm he, saying.
1: Yeah. He was good. I mean, that first... Play with DJ Chark, and thank God, because you know DJ Chark's been sitting there like begging Gardner Minshew, like, "Hey, man, come on, man, come on!" Like you could see him getting frustrated even when Gardner Minshew couldn't hit him. And DJ Chark, great game Twelve today. Twelve targets at him. Oh, so that's how it's supposed to be. Twelve. When you look
0: at he went seven for one forty-six and a touchdown. Ugh. Twelve. I was watching because I have DJ Chark in a couple of leagues after that pass though but then i said okay let's look deeper and i think from that pass i think luton luton whatever i apologize i promise i will learn your name after a game like that you know i think his next 10 passes after that he was like three for 10 for eight yards i'm like okay he hit one pass but he just kept coming and ended up in a shootout with deshaun watson which was fantastic for fantasy
1: it was fantastic for fantasy. And over on the other side, the Texans, we saw a big game. At first, you know, Brandon Cooks, obviously the big play at the beginning, so exciting when you have him in your FanDuel lineup and you have Deshaun Watson and Brandon Cooks, and immediately you're like, yes. Um, but it wasn't just Brandon Cooks, Will Fuller, same, I mean, 100 yards, five catches, and a touchdown. Like all of these guys are very valid in this offense. It's a little tricky, again, picking which one, but uh, you could. You could conceivably have both and be successful. And then, of course, James Robinson. You had him in a lot of lineups, right?
0: I did. Yeah, that was just like – and we're going to talk about him it's when we just go so like good. positionally really quick. Like, yeah, I just – I mean, he's slowly crept his way into being like a top seven he's for real. fantasy running totally. back. So that's – I mean, if you're Jacksonville, why not give Luton the the, the chance to – To see if he's like, because then next thing you know, it's like, okay, you could still draft a quarterback, but now you got a 6'5 quarterback with a big arm who might be good. You have a really good running back. You have quite a few good receivers. I don't know. I just think that it was a great sign for Jackson. although one game versus the Houston Texans does not mean a whole lot, but that was a very, very fun game. This whole slate today was awesome. We haven't even gotten to the four o'clock games yet. I know. I'm like rambling. I'll speed it up. I promise. All right, let's go to the four o'clock games. Let's just go Raiders chargers. We talked about Herbert Ugh. a little bit best, like winless, almost quarterback in the entire NFL. Um, Did anyone see the Belage thing coming? Did you?
1: What no. a muddy
0: backfield. This is what a
1: frustrating. I mean, Justin Jackson out immediately with his knee. Super frustrating. I have Justin Jackson everywhere. I was all over Justin Jackson this week because Tormaine Pope was out with concussion. Justin Josh Kelly hasn't looked that good. And now we've got Kalen Bellage. like what? Really frustrating, but how great that the Chargers can still w- well, they didn't win, but play well. Well, they charge yeah, they, they won but they Kalen lost. Balazs. It was a
0: Charger win. It was a win. It was a Charger win. T- with it was you a know. Win. It, was it was a win until the last play yeah. of the game essentially. That's God. that's the new Charger win great uniforms just, today. Uh LA ugh. Chargers really enjoyed the that that new uni. Um yeah, you, you essentially can't start a Charger running back, but man, could you start some receivers? Keenan Allen, another 11 targets. We talked a lot about Diggs and Allen being like one and two in targets for, for wide receivers, and that just continued. I mean, Herbert potentially could have added like five more years onto Keenan Allen's career. Keenan Allen was already I, a great receiver, yeah. but his numbers were starting to dip. With Philip Rivers as that offense was starting to dip. Herbert literally right. might have extended his career right. five right. years. Yeah, You know, you switch over to the Vegas side, Derek Carr, another really solid game. Derek Carr's having a really good year. The thing that concerns me most about this Raider thing, and Jacobs performed well today, he had a mm-hmm. good, solid game. I'm not mad at it. 14 carries for 65 and a TD. But now Booker is going to start like, eating into that heavily eight for 68 in the TD. I just wonder if that was trying to keep Jacobs fresh. Cause he was, he was a little banged up this week.
1: I think that's all it was. I mean, I think actually Jacobs is just sick, not, um, not banged up, but just, I think there was something like that going on. I do not think that Devin Booker is a threat to Josh Jacobs, <clears throat> or maybe they were just scheming and trying to be smart to be, beat the chargers uh, because you're right, because they figured out it's all Josh Jacobs. And maybe they, can get through with Devin Booker a different way. I don't know, but I'm not, I'm still not worried about Josh Jacobs. I'd still rather have him than almost any other running back. I mean, aside from Kamara, Cook, McCaffrey, obviously, but.
0: Well, and, and another Aguilar just touched that. He's just good for one touchdown. a game, he keeps that streak going. So Unbelievable. very, very, very entertaining four o'clock slates. Uh, let's talk about your team. Cause we might need to spend maybe more time on this. Cause you seem real giddy about it. I'm just going to give you the floor begin.
1: No, I'm not. I'm not that giddy about it. I mean, to be honest, well, I am because here's the thing. Everybody knows how much the Cowboys stink. They've been stinking since Dak is gone and we've heard all the jokes and I've been just as happy to target their defense and how bad it is. But last week I saw a little bit of a fire in the defense and I mentioned that. Well, this week it was there again and now we have this quarterback gilbert texan we actually had him from your practice squad cleveland browns (laughs) and he looked like he might actually be able to play which might actually be good ultimately in a week or two once he's his hamstring is healed and he's had a bit of rest for zeke elliott too which helps thank god um and we saw cd lamb come back into the question thank god we saw amari cooper get some targets dalton schultz it it was just, and I know, and at the very last seconds, I wanted them to win, but when they didn't, what made me so happy was how incredibly hard the Pittsburgh Steelers celebrated, like they had just beat the Kansas city chiefs. And it made me laugh because I was like, you guys are undefeated and you almost got beat by the stinking Dallas Cowboys on like their fourth choice for quarterback with a banged up Zeke and like no coaching staff that cares. Apparently they all are terrible. I guess Kellen Moore made good plays and good calls today, I have to say for Gilbert, but the the way that the Steelers were just celebrating and giddy and couldn't believe it. They beat the Dallas Cowboys. It made me so happy. So it was this moral victory because they looked ridiculous. Um, I wish that Ben Big Ben had been um, more connected with Chase Claypool. But other than that,
0: Oh, is that is that because maybe you made uh, uh, a bad trade and you started no, Chase I Claypool had Chase and Claypool. Deontay Johnson?
1: No, I already had Chase Claypool. I made a trade for Deontay Johnson. He was fine okay. today, again, but...
0: Zeke, 18 for 51.
1: Zeke sucked. Not great.
0: Uh, no, Pollard not great. actually outrushed him in half the amount of carries. We know Zeke is, you know, nursing some injuries. Do you, do you want to now say, hey, Jerry, I, you're right, my, my dad yet. shouldn't have made not that yet. trade, or are you still not going to say it?
1: Not yet. Not yet. Even with Gaskin
0: on the shelf, Even I, I, I Gaskin, still yeah. don't think, not and yet. Deontay Johnson didn't have a terrible game. I think Devontae Adams outscored both of them at the end of the first quarter.
1: He definitely did. Devontae Adams was definitely better this You're week. not going to admit no it No question yet. about it. We're not going yet. into week not 10. Yet.
0: This isn't week four, Jen. It's this is only week been 10. like two
1: weeks since the But trade. that's what I'm saying. You
0: made the trade late in the year at the trade deadline, essentially. It's late.
1: We're, I'm not ready yet. I don't like Zeke. He's stinking right now. But I'm not quite willing to say it was the wrong move yet.
0: People on Twitter I'm telling close. me, telling me, I I'm have close. to get you to admit it. I'm close. Okay, I'm close. P- I had a couple of tweets today saying I, I have to get Piacenti to admit, Why? admit Why? it.
1: I Why don't know. That's compare? what they're
0: saying. Uh, no run game for the Steelers whatsoever today. James Conner fans were not thrilled about this. It just wasn't. That's not on Conner, really. It just wasn't that kind of game. I give props to the Cowboy defense. You guys showed up. I didn't weird, think you right? had that in you, and you did. Isn't and it you, weird? You know, you put up a good Versus fight against a very good offense.
1: And we put up some points versus the Steelers. I was proud of us. I was proud of our stinky little team.
0: <laughs> you should be. You should be. That yeah. was very. Uh, that was very good. Um, taking a quick look at that. Okay, Saints are up seven nothing. Interesting. Not a whole lot of points being scored there just yet. But that game is just any, getting going.
1: Any Antonio Brown sightings?
0: Mm, uh, let's have a look. Hold on. While we're here, let's take a look. Let's see. All right, Breeze threw a touch. Breeze is nine for ten with a touchdown. Trayquan nice. Smith, I was one week late. Uh, nice. Let's see. No, he has one target for no catches, and the it doesn't look like the Bucks have had the ball a whole lot in the first quarter. So Uh-oh. nothing's really happened yet. Uh, we got one game left, and this is was arguably my favorite game to watch because this could potentially be the next 10 to 12 years of our NFL-watching lives and a lot of fantasy picks now coming out of the Miami and Arizona game. What are your initial thoughts of this game?
1: I thought it was so much fun to watch these kids duel it out. Kyler Murray just looking like a superstar. He has to be leading the lead for rushing uh, rushing amongst quarterbacks. He's absolutely masterful. He's such a bright kid. He's obviously very cerebral and he's making plays. And then on the other side, Tua and the Miami defense. How exciting. And I think we talked, did we talk about Jakeem Grant last week?
0: You brought him up. He was definitely someone that you wanted people to watch.
1: Yeah. I think maybe it's time to to believe in Jakeem Grant. Um, so he seems to be someone that, Connects well with Tua. It's it's early, obviously, but I like him. Parker, you know, kind of average. Williams, he seems to like. It, it was just fun. It was just fun to watch this game. Christian Kirk.
0: I mean, can I, listen, we're going to, at the end of this year, no matter what happens to us in our fantasy seasonals, I have a few victory laps I'm going to take. I had a lot of, you know, bad decisions and stuff like that. But there is quite a few victory laps that I am taking this year. And Christian Kirk is one of them. I've been screaming about him since our first episode ever. It took a while. But, man, it's just because Hopkins is getting so much attention. And as he should.
1: As he should. That's right. And they shut him down. The, The Dolphins shut down Hopkins. Today. for the most so, part yeah
0: i mean three catches for 30 do a couple of pis though i really want to get the stat yeah. i'm gonna look this up just because out of curiosity though which wide receiver draws the most pi i think it's gotta be hopkins he gets uh, there's a right. lot of pi called on you DeAndre Hopkins. Right. Uh, yeah and we well, just tweet me if you guys know that or else i'm gonna just try to track that down but yeah christian kirk great year Edmonds now supplanted as the guy but Kyler Murray, we talked about MVP. I, 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 I think I got him third right now. I think it's Russ, Mahomes, Kyler. Maybe, and you can so. make the
1: argument Kyler's second. I think it's Russ, Mahomes, Kyler as well. But it, it, yeah, Kyler's but Cardinals close. are I mean, five and three. They are. They're five and three, but they lost today. I can't believe they lost. I, mean, I know. What what swagger the Dolphins must have right now. I mean that's really impressive. But Kyler Murray, he was, I just checked, um he was the top scoring quarterback today in pretty much all formats.
0: Yeah. So I guess like coach of the year, I guess you got to say it's probably going to be Andy Reid, right? Maybe um maybe Tomlin, right? Those are the two Tomlin. leading candidates. Yeah. But Flores really, if you almost look at his last year and a half from like week four last year, when essentially the Dolphins traded everyone away, said we have no interest in winning and we basically want to like tank. And Flores said, fuck that. We're not doing that. And since then, the, the 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 360 this team has made and now with one of the brighter futures. Now I know that you know they got to us, so that was helpful for sure, but I don't know. That is one well coached football team. I like what I saw out of Preston Williams today.
1: Me too. Me too. And I have Preston Williams, unfortunately, on my bench in a league. Um, man, I had this one league, Jerry, where I left so many points on the bench. Teddy Bridgewater, Preston Williams, but people that like in good conscience, you couldn't start, but like I started Corey Davis and he was a zero. Zero. I should after have started Preston week. Williams. Yeah. But you know, that happens. So you just have to like let it go. But Um, yeah.
0: Did you like what you saw from Tua? (laughs) I I really did. We saw some flashes.
1: I liked that he also got Gesicki back involved in the game. I think the trade of Isaiah Ford uh, is going to help Gesicki. For Gesicki owners, I think now might be the time to go ahead and get in if he's been dropped because it's so hard to find good tight ends. I'm interested in Mike Gesicki again. Um, uh, Yeah, I'm excited about Tua. I'm excited about Tua. I'm excited about Justin Herbert. I'm excited about Joe Burrow. These three guys, really good.
0: <sighs> yeah, you know, this was something that was cool to see, but it wasn't for, like, great reasons. But, you know, uh, something happened with the Dolphins coaches, and they couldn't be on the sideline because some COVID stuff, right? But at one point, they literally cut to fits with Tua and the Surface Book Pro, whatever the heck they use. And it's like, whoa, that's a nice luxury to have when you go through something like that where your your coaches can't be there. And hopefully we never have to deal with this again and coaches will always be there. But right. like you look over and it's like, oh, they got a coach is still there. Ryan Fitzpatrick is there. It's, that's like almost and, as good, if not better than a coach.
1: And how great of Ryan Fitzpatrick to be there mentoring and helping Tua come in when essentially Tua took his job and he was playing really well and it had to not feel good, but to be there and be mentoring. And like, that's what I hope that Alex Smith will be doing. I didn't actually want to see Alex Smith play. I wanted to see Alex Smith help make Dwayne Haskins a better player or Kyle, Kyle Allen, a better player. Um, unfortunately due to injuries, et cetera, he's actually playing more, but I think it's good to have that in the organization, that leadership.
0: Don't look now, 14-0 Saints. Drew Brees is 11 for 12 for 118 I yards, oh, two God, touchdowns. I the Saints to win this His one. His second touchdown was to Troutman, who I'm not going to lie, okay. I don't know a whole lot about. Tight end. Sure. <laughs> <All> right, <laughs> fine. All right, you, you got it. Uh, okay, those are, all, those are all the games today. Um, I just want to go around in case people – haven't been tracking this. I don't really start looking at this stuff till around this point out of pure curiosity. Now I know every league is different with scoring. This is going to be pretty standard scoring with like half point PPR. But so we're doing I have... half
1: point PPR. Yeah. So by the way, for here's a cheat sheet, guys. FanDuel is half point PPR. Right. That's how they score. So if you are ever on a site and you're looking at scoring and you're trying to figure out which person to play always think FanDuel's half point PPR. Other sites that compete with FanDuel score differently. So make sure you're always thinking in half point PPR terms when you're playing on FanDuel.
0: Off the top of your head, could you name the top three scoring quarterbacks with half point, well not that half point PPR matters for quarterbacks, but could you name the top three off the top of your head? Don't worry, it's not a quiz.
1: I think it's uh, Russ, Mahomes, and Murray.
0: It's Russ Mahomes. Well, it was when I looked uh Aaron Rodgers, but oh, okay. that was I think before Kyler Murray played. So okay. he might have was he Murray might have the vaulted. fourth. Uh yes, he was the fourth. So I'm pretty okay, sure so it could be. I, either I'm one. pretty sure he might have vaulted past. Uh then you got Josh Allen, Tom Brady, yep. Deshaun Watson. Uh running backs. You want to try and guess the top three?
1: Yes. Okay. I think it's. Kamara, mm-hmm. Cook, Henry.
0: That is correct. And let's not forget, Dalvin Cook had his bye and missed two weeks and is number oh two God. in That's scoring. Right. Okay, Holy so let's not moly. forget that honorable mention. Zeke's still hanging in there at four. Our boy Robinson at five. Love and it. then Aaron Jones at six, who's also missed two games and a yeah. bye, I believe. So, you know, when you're nice. talking about running backs, you know, you got to really give Jones his love because he's put up a lot of points this year. Wide receiver. Could you go oh, top this three? Hard.
1: Okay. Uh, this is hard. Are we counting today? Points?
0: Uh, no, let's say no.
1: Okay. So if we say no, then I'm going to say it is DK Metcalf, Julio Jones... Uh, and Devontae Adams. I mean, Devontae Adams would be number one.
0: Devontae Adams is number one. Mm-hmm. Another player who missed two games and mm-hmm. had a bye week, and he's number one by a lot. Uh, DK number two, Ridley number three, wrong foul. Ridley.
1: I almost I was debating between Jones. Ridley, and Ridley
0: three, uh Lockett four, pretty much off of that one game where he screwed me and millions of other people. Tyree Kill, who also will probably. Get maybe climb See, a little closer. On that's that. why I was
1: asking because the two touchdowns today for Hill, I thought he yeah. might be number three.
0: And then you got uh, D Hop and Diggs, and then uh, tight end. Care to venture a guess?
1: Yeah, let's. It's Kelsey, right? Obviously, yes.
0: Yeah, Who by? Um, by the way, he's by far the number one tight end and fan. Like I looked at yeah. the numbers, he's he's pretty far ahead. The second yeah. guy.
1: Yeah, I would say the second guy is Waller.
0: It's still Kittle. Is he it
1: Kittle? It's
0: But uh, that lead, and after today, that's I believe that's not counting today. It was a pretty thin lead, so it could be flip-flop. But Kittle has missed. He's actually put up some really good numbers in a time where he's been Short hurt himself and his quarterback. Yeah. So Kittle, you got to give him props for this year. Waller, three. Can you can you figure out four and five? It's tough.
1: Okay. Let me it's see. tough. Uh, uh, Hunter Henry?
0: No, I'm going to give you a hint. We like him a lot,
1: Robert Tunyon.
0: Robert motherfucking Tunyon, and Hawkinson,
1: and TJ Hawkinson. Okay. Yeah.
0: and I did look up some defenses, and then I gave up because I'm like, ah, I can't yeah. really. It was like Colts, Raven, Steeler. It was like the usual, you know, hits. And then yeah. uh, I, I, I didn't even want to bother start looking at field goal kickers because I just can't.
1: Uh, Band Kickers let's start it.
0: That's it. I want to I want to kind of wrap up and if you have something you want to wrap up on but really just got to say again enjoyed this week but really enjoying this rookie class. I even invested uh a new friend of mine is really putting me on to now the glory again of cards, like baseball cards, football cards, basketball cards.
1: Oh, cool.
0: I obviously was into it when I was a kid. Now that market is its own thing. It's like a thing. It's a whole world, similar to how gaming is a world and shoe culture is a world. There is a a big world. I'm telling a lot of people who probably like, yeah, way to catch up and be five years behind, Jerry. I may have invested in some NFL rookie panini cards this year. Who did you get? I'm just saying I like this rookie class a lot. I like Herbert a lot. I like Burrow mm-hmm. a lot. I like your boy CD Lamb mm-hmm. a lot Me
1: too. I do too. I think this
0: maybe I just haven't paid attention to it cuz now I'm so heavily into fantasy. I I don't remember a more well-rounded complete fantasy rookie class than this one. There's someone I think in every specifically, position.
1: specifically quarterbacks and wide receivers have been excellent. This
0: Agreed. Year. And I'm even excited for some of the running backs although it's just the nature of the position opportunity. Yeah. But like, I like Swift a lot. I like Dobbins a lot. There's Mm -hmm. a couple of cool rookie running backs that are even showing me something, but yeah, I just think wide receiver and quarterback, it's just a really, really cool rookie class. So, uh, hopefully everyone stays healthy and keeps it up. I had a blast this week, Jen. Um, I don't know about you, but it all ends this week because next week (laughs) we're preparing for war
1: yeah me versus um, you yeah I've, I'm ready I've got my battle gear ready uh, I've got a commander for my army named Davin Cook so bring it on
0: well I have a commander who's on a bye named Ezekiel Elliott <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's gonna work for me uh actually I don't even have a uh, I don't even have a running back to start in this place oh no I'll even honestly I don't it's bad at the running oh, no. back position
1: oh no I'm uh, I'm I'm excited because I think that um we may be 1 and 2 after this week after
0: I think that's good. I think that I think that we'll is We'll have the to case. see how
1: it comes down but I have a feeling we're going to be 1 and 2 and everybody else in Gotham Gridiron District is going to be happy that one of us is going to have to knock the other one down a little bit
0: yeah. Well, I think Get week 10 out. hopefully will be just as good as week 9 and we will be back on Thursday. Ton of Fanduel stuff to go through Fun. and we are now officially in the home stretch, Jen. Thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of this game and uh I will see you Thursday.
1: See you Thursday.
0: Bye guys.